Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. There you go. It's Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. Time for Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in the background. As we get things rolling here on a Saturday morning, a very good Saturday morning to you, wherever you are. I am coming to you live this morning from Winnemucca, Nevada, which uh, you go to nowhere and make a left. Or if you're coming from the east, you go to nowhere and make a right and you're in Winnemucca. Uh, But actually, it's, you know, it's one of those gambling towns. It used to be a railroad town. If you go on Route 80 and if you've driven out from New York to San Francisco, you've passed through Winnemucca. You've probably stopped here and <clears throat> tried to, uh, you know, either lost some money or, you know, something like that. There's, um, you know, people think of casinos as these big, large casinos that you see in Vegas in the Strip. Well, Winnemucca has a Strip, and I think it's, um, I don't know, three blocks long. And it's lit up a little bit. It has a number of motels and hotels and stuff on it. There's, um, you know, some, it's very old Western themed, but it's also kind of sleazy. You know, we want my friend and I, uh, JD, that I'm traveling with uh, here. I'm I'm driving him back um, home. Uh, We pulled into town last night. It was pouring rain in the desert. By the way, if there's any good news that I'm going to bring you, is that it's raining in the desert. It's pouring. It was pouring last night. And um, uh, consequentially, by it raining here, hopefully it's going to move that way a little bit or fill up some of the watersheds. It's, you know, the fire danger here is unbelievable. Uh, and we saw a spectacular lightning show last night in the desert. That was, um, you know, unbelievable. I mean, if you've never seen a desert lightning show, go uh, go go Google it uh, and and watch uh, because it you know it's it's beautiful but very destructive. It can set desert brush on fire and so on and so forth. But a spectacular um, look. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, that's what we. Uh, that's what we uh, did last night. We drove through um, a couple of spots that uh, Bruce Springsteen stopped at when he was forming his ideas for the uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town album. And we will talk more about that in the next segment, being on the road, and setting up certain kind of road trips. If you do a little research, turn yourself into a little uh, trap, bit of a travel agent, you can really... Um, come up with some spectacular road trips. Uh, We all know that. I mean, I think, I think it's, but it's something that, well, you know, we want the prepackaged road trips. I'll tell you that the road is busy. There are a lot of people, a lot of campers. I don't think I passed a campground, uh, you know, a KOA or anything like that, that, that wasn't packed to capacity. They look, it's, it's funny because there's, uh, as you go along 80 in, um, in Nevada, you know, there's a lot of uh, these little 
kind of just independent kind of campgrounds. Basically, it's a parking space off the freeway uh, and with a, with a little pole that has some electricity and some water. And, you know, usually you pass these places. The KOAs are usually always pretty full. But you pass some of these uh, independent, um, not so, you know, not so uh, amenitized. You know, there's no swimming pool, no this, no that. And, uh, you know, they're usually two, three people in there. One, you know, the owner's trailer and uh, or the, you know, the, the, the attendance trailer and a few other um, people. And that's it. And um, we uh, all of those campgrounds, as you were coming out here, were full, absolutely full. I mean, you looked at all these campgrounds that usually you see one, two, three campers, you know, trailers, RVs, full to the max. So if you're going out on the road and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to take my RV out on the road, check before you go. Also, the rest areas full of RVs uh, out here at least. So, but, you know, America's on the road this summer. There's no doubt about it. Everybody that thought they were going somewhere else isn't going anywhere. Matter of fact, it looks like we're going backwards uh, right now uh, as far as uh, COVID and everything like that. Um, you know, we, we, we talk all the time about Canada opening up, and I'm not sure that that's actually going to happen. Uh, it's supposed to open up August 9th, uh, Canada, and I, um, I'm just not sure right now that it's going to happen. So if you got the, if you have plans and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, you're like me, you want to be like the first one across the border. I would definitely keep an eye and we will also keep an eye on that situation. You follow my Facebook page, my Twitter feed. As soon as I hear anything about that, I'll make sure that, uh, that we get that information out to you because, uh, you know, a lot of people in Seattle love to go to Vancouver uh, love to go up to White Rock uh, and places like that just north of the border and for different reasons, especially those who um, have to buy medicine. Uh, that's something that's been kind of un, unspoken here over the last year in changes. There are a lot of people who are paying a lot more money for medicine right now because they don't make that trip up to Vancouver uh, to get their uh, to get their pharmaceuticals at uh, a more reasonable price. So lots to talk about there. And uh, also in the next segment, ran into some very groovy people at the Bonneville Salt Flats yesterday that I want to talk about a little bit as well. But right now, our good friend, uh, Jeff, Jeff on the road for Parkinson's disease, uh, uh, the uh, drive for the uh, drive toward a cure.org is where you can get more information. He's making that drive uh, around the country, and we'll find out where he is by asking, by first saying, good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm back in civilization. I was in the land of no service anywhere um, for a while. So right now I'm in uh, at the Ruedi Reservoir uh, in Colorado, just above Aspen, and um Boy, I'll tell you, you know, I, I have been running all these campgrounds, and, and I hear what you're saying. Um, but I will say this, that I've had the best luck at the state and national parks 
where it's first come, first serve, and you just got to time it the right way. Um, yeah. I'm at a spot right now that's got an unbelievable view of the Red Square. It's right where the frying pan and I forgot what other river meets, and um, it's right outside a little beautiful town, and uh, it's inexpensive, it's clean, and uh, it's almost perfect. So I've, I've been doing those type of places a lot. I was in uh, uh, Idaho as well, doing some caves, and uh, there was just a little spot in there. And, you know, not too many people knew about it. It was off the beaten path and plenty of space, bathrooms, water, and that kind of thing. So um, I'm a big fan of what, um, you know, what's out there on the state and federal uh, uh, parks level. Right, and the BLM does, the Bureau of Land Management does a nice job yeah. of, uh, of helping you out if you go through some of these towns. <clears throat> Get off, and you know, you know, Jeff. It really comes down to if you tour America, get off of the freeway. You know, yeah. get away from yeah. the freeway. Take the state routes. Get off. Yeah. Go up. Uh, you know, and, and, and to a route that trans transverses the, uh, uh, or, or or goes alongside the, uh, uh, the interstates. You two things. You'll meet people. You'll talk to people, which uh, we so need in this country these days, different people talking to each other. And you'll see things because you're buzzing by at 80 miles an hour. You're not seeing, you know, in Idaho, yeah. Nevada, 80 mile an hour speed limit. You're not seeing anything. Yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah. going someplace. Yeah, Colorado 70 is closed. I just found this morning. I'm heading in for, um, you know, to catch up on all my posting and all that, I got a bunch of friends around Boulder, so I'm taking the local route, um, and it's beautiful, and, you know, honestly, it's not too much late. The mileage is shorter, because as the crow flies, and, uh, you know, you can make some room, so um, I just spent last night, yesterday, cleaning up the truck. I told you last time I got the casket interior put in, and I've put about over a thousand miles on it. I put seven thousand miles on the truck on this trip. I just passed that, and um, the truck's holding up beautifully. But I am determined, determined to keep this interior, at least the seats, nice and clean and fresh. And uh, doing all living out of the truck's a hard thing to do, but 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 the the seats have just been incredible. And I'm really happy for that. And then I'm heading in. I think as Deb, Deb may have told you, we're doing Taco Tuesday at the Haggerty um, Garage right. in Littleton, Colorado. So right. I'm going to be meeting up. Mothers is another. Once you pass 100, I think 150 miles or 100 miles, you get some um, you get some mother stuff. So if you sign up for 75 days of summer, so I I need to give this truck a deep bath inside and out, treat the leather and uh, get every, I uh, can't get this thing dialed up because it's one scruffy rig. Well, you know, the only thing worse than one guy living in a truck uh, on the road is two guys living in a truck oh. on the road. That, <laughs> that's when it gets a bit like, you know, I, I, I don't know if you heard the intro, I'm, I'm you know, taking my friend back to uh, back home and, so yeah. we've been on the road, uh, what, three days now? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't get on each other's nerves at all because we, you know, we yeah. sing and we listen to stuff, we talk about stuff. But certainly, yeah. uh, if I were a visitor and got into the cab of this, and I mean, we got a big truck, man. We got an F-350 Super Duty. Um, right. 
you know, it's like an apartment. But, yeah, right. uh, you know, even the biggest apartments can get kind of small when two people are together for 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah that and that's it. There's just a certain amount of uh, uh no, I don't know what to call it, but ro- road grime, I guess you know. Road grime, now. yes, that's exactly it. It's road grime yeah. in places. Yeah. <laughs> but I had uh, time. I went across. I was I was in Dinosaur, uh, Utah, and then that comes into Colorado, and there's a there's a little Route 16 that was all dirt roads. So I did. I, I probably did 40 miles on a dirt road, and, you know, I'm, I'm obviously watching for animals, but, boy, I was flying along there for good stretches in the middle of nowhere, kicking kick up lots of dust, and I had my windows open. That's where a lot of dirt came from, but that's where a truck, like, you know, you know how it is. That's where you got a good truck with good suspension. This thing's got the TRD off-road suspension. Oh yeah, those are. I mean, that's uh, that's yeah. America's preferred truck for off road, right? Yeah, it's it's it was really something. So it's been uh, it's been nice. Again, I've I've been out in the middle of nowhere. There's there's been two three days where I haven't had service, but in some ways, I just um, just because of what I'm doing. Look, I, I as I said, I, I'm doing this drive. I lost my dad, and um, and I'm and. He was really into paleontology. He was really into the wolves. So I, I took a little time to really just disconnect and um, and and get away a little bit. And it just happened to be where all the camping spots were, and uh, and where I wanted to be. So, well, you know, it's interesting. A friend that I'm uh, bringing along with me here and taking back to uh, to his home uh, has Parkinson's, and yeah. um, you know, so and he uh, and I very into Bruce Springsteen. So we, we researched and we, we put this little tour together uh, that uh, following in the steps of uh, Springsteen and Miami Steve, uh, when they took that trip out west, it resulted in darkness on the edge of oh, town. Wow. So yeah. there's, yeah. Uh, if you see pictures of darkness, there's uh, a get the gas station that uh, Bruce is in front of. We were there last night. Yeah. The road where they take yeah. the picture uh, when I did the picture of the, the dark cloud um, and Bruce is standing in front of the, uh, I think it's a 65 Ford convertible. Yeah. We were yeah. on that road last night, took some pictures. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, the same, same kind of thing where you, you put these personal trips together. That's what I was saying a little bit in the intro of the show that, you know, it's great to travel and, and get in a car or the, the truck or the, whatever you do and go to places like Disneyland or, you know, wherever you're you're going to go. But when you can go and, and, and go places that educate you, that you have to do research for, that you have yeah. to go look for things, the house that this person lived in, uh, this thing, that, so on and so forth, and couple that with a couple of good, you know, museums or, or something like that. Go research in a local library about somebody that you've admired all your life, uh, yeah. where they lived, yeah. in, or presidential library, something like that. Those, to me, are, are spectacular trips because not only do you, do you, you know, you, you, you learn something, but you rekindle memories and memorialize uh, sometimes people in your lives that, um, yeah. you know, whether it's your father or, or, you know, my friend here that's, uh, you know, going on this on this road trip. You just, um, I, I can't say enough about doing something. I mean, it's not for everybody I know, but there's something yeah. about doing that kind of trip 
And, and in your case, the good thing is, uh, is you can raise money uh, yeah. for Parkinson's disease by doing it. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's an incredible thing. Yeah, and, and you know what, too? It's not only just raising money, it's raising awareness. I can't, uh, I can't count the number of conversations. I've had people ask about the truck. I've got stickers on it, but um, I've, I've met so many. Just the, the guy, Ron, who's taking care of the, uh, the, you know, who runs the campsite where I'm at. So he's, he's got a buddy, and um, him and his, his wife now has to drive. He's got Parkinson's. This is the last time. The guy's been RVing for 30, 40 years, and uh, they think this is going to be the last time. So I made sure he knew what Drive Toward a Cure was and to just say, look, we're, we're friends, especially if you're interested in doing things that have wheels on it that, um, you know, look, you know, we're, we're, all, we're, we're all in the fight together. You know, those of us who are healthy and able to experience are experiencing it for others, but, you know, it's, it's, it's also important with so much clutter and, and traffic in communications to make sure that, you know, that finding a treatment for Parkinson's is, uh, is, is out there and is necessary and important, and there are people doing it. It's an amazing uh, thing, and, you know, uh, you know the, the amount of people uh, that, uh, that do this, that volunteer their time, that do these different things that get people uh, involved and aware. And again, you made a great point. It's not just about raising money. It's about raising awareness of the disease, uh, taking away maybe some of the fears that families have around the disease and giving yeah. them the, um, you know, the, the lowdown of what's yeah. going on with the disease so that they are better educated, uh, able to help their friends uh, who may have this disease or family yeah. uh, better, do a lot of different things. Um, you know, Michael J. Fox, he came down with this years ago, and there was a lot of awareness around it. And now, uh, you know, Linda Ronstadt, I just watched a documentary on her the other yeah. night. She come down with it, and um, yeah. it's stolen her singing voice. So, you know, it affects people across all walks of life. My friend that, uh, that I'm with uh, is a musician. He can't play the guitar anymore. And it's yeah. one of the saddest things that you, you, you'll see. But... Yeah. To understand that to be able to um, help and to be able to comfort somebody and comfort yourself in doing that, uh, it's a God-given gift, man. I agree. I agree because they're in there. They're sharp for most of it. You know, that's what it was with Phil Hill was the astonishing thing, you know, that um, that, that uh, you, the conversations we had were, were extraordinary, just trying to hear a little bit about the history. And it, and it really struck me how, how sharp the guy was and um and and so for me as an adventurer and i'm sure you're the same way i can't imagine that kind of the that, that occurring and so you know i'm going to do my time out here and we were really thankful for folks like Haggerty, for mothers you know for shell um yeah. askin certainly for me those type of folks who recognize this and recognize that it's that Driving is a passion, that it's something that a lot of us do. I read On the Road when I was 15, and and I think back to it now about what it really was. It's not, they weren't taking pictures. They weren't, they were driving. The, the point of the book is, is, is that hammer down throttle and moving from one place to the other. 
until you just forget about everything else. Forget about the the world as we see it in communication and see it as we see it as one planet that we're all living on. That's a great way to put it, Ed. Um, it's, it's, by the way, for people who may not know they're listening, uh, Phil Hill uh, was just a, a world-famous race car driver. I mean, if you're into racing, you know the name. If you're not into racing, maybe you don't know the name, but he uh, passed away. What, last, was it last year or the year before? No, some years ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess my, my mind gets a little foggy myself. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was some years ago. It was like, no, not, not quite ten years ago. Or, uh, no, no, no. It was a uh, yeah. It was it was a uh, eight or oh nine. You know, my I've I've been so stood out of it on other things. Usually, I can pull something like that up, but it was yeah. It was, me uh, too. That's I got nine million things going on. Well, listen, yeah. Jeff. It's good to talk to you. It's good to, to converse, spend a little more time conversing to you. Again, uh, if people want to get involved and donate, uh, uh, jump on a, a mileage thing with you, they can take it. Listen, a penny a mile, you know, do that. I mean, it's something. Even if you, uh, you do a penny a mile and you send 10 bucks, 15 bucks, it all goes into the same pot that uh, raises awareness and helps the people who are researching the cure. There's no cure yet. Uh, there's lots of, of stuff, but the money you give allows people to have these. These are pills that when my uncle had Parkinson's disease in the 60s were not available. Yeah. You couldn't get yeah. these. Now you get these pills and they stop the shakes. They, they allow the person to live a better quality of life. Yeah, and, and remember, uh, the research do that's it. being done is, is spectacular. You can do it and have fun. Everyone in the Colorado area, if you're an Overlander, certainly if you own a taco, we'll come and swap stories with you. But if you want to come and have some tacos with us Tuesday, Littleton, Colorado, you can uh, go and get more information on the site at drivetourcure.org slash taco dash Tuesday. It's going to be a good time. So come on out and uh see this truck that has just gotten 10,000 miles unceremoniously put on it, and now all its dusty glory. <laughs> Jeff, it's good to talk to you, man. Stay safe out on all the right. road. We'll catch up with you next week. Be well. Hey, have fun out there as well, man. I was hearing a little bit of that. I love where you're where you're at right now, so say hi for me. Win a mucka, baby. You can't beat it with a stick. <laughs> talk it, to you man. later, man. Take okay, care. man. Ciao. All right. Jeff Eudin with his uh, Toyota Tacoma. He's on the road uh, driving toward a cure. Drivetowardacure.org is the name of the organization. Click on the 75 days of summer and you can participate in. And even if you, you know what, even if you don't, even if you aren't going to contribute, make yourself aware of what's going on. There's a lot of fun things going on uh, on the road this summer. And this is a great way to check in on uh, one segment of people that are on the road. All right, we come back. We'll talk about our trip to the Bonneville Salt Flats yesterday and a crime, a crime that happened and a bunch of really cool people I met yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about them all when we come back right here on Drive Time Radio. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. 
An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush and small shovel for winter driving, and finally Keep a copy of the Car Care Guide available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Back with you on Drive Time Radio, New York. Vinny hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Coming up, we will um, uh, take a look at uh, our road test of the week. And, uh, you know, before we go any further, I just I wanted to do this in the first segment, but I kind of slipped my mind, as many things do these days. Uh, by the way, we are on the road in Winnemucca, Nevada. Staying at the Scottish Inn, actually. And uh, uh, you know what? It's a great little motel. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, we stopped at this place last night. Uh, dead tired. We're driving through the rain. It's been just pouring like crazy. And uh, we were um, we were pleasantly surprised. Pulled into this place. They gave us a nice room. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great because it's a typical old-style motel. It's not like the, you know, 98 rooms or the Hampton Inn or like that. This is just the kind that you used to go to when you were a kid with your father. Um, and mother, you know, you pull up right in front of the room and, uh, you know, get get out. Uh, no big breakfast out there, coffee. My breakfast came from Jack in the Box this morning. That's why I got the, uh, the Christmas cup here. All right. So yesterday we were at Bonneville, uh, Bonneville Speedway, which is the, the Bonneville Swell Flats. This week coming up is Speed Week. And. Um, I thought actually there'd be a lot of people out there um, for speed week already setting up, but uh, I much to my surprise, uh, it was a bit different when I got out there. Um, first of all, uh, we, we get there and there's a great sign. that's always there. Bonneville, Salt Flats, Bonneville Speedway. It's put up by the Bureau of Land Management because it is a federal land area. And um, so we get there and I want to take a picture of JD and I by the sign. And uh, the sign's gone. Nothing but the frame. All right. Well, you know, we'll take pictures out on the Salt Flats. We'll be okay. We're driving a big Jagunda F-350 Super Duty from Ford. And, um, you know, it's like, as I said before with Jeff, it's like driving an apartment around. And so we get to, we get to the salt flats. We can't take the pictures. So we go out onto the salt flats and we run into, uh, we see a bunch of people. We go down a thing. There's a, uh, there's a, um, you know, uh, cones, traffic cones out there to guide you 
to uh, a section of the salt flats. And we, we get out there and there's all these tents up and campers and everything. And I'm thinking it's speed week, people. Uh, but I get over there, I don't see any cars, any race. I see a lot of trailers for model rockets. Model rockets. Remember the model rockets when you were a kid? Uh, you'd go, uh, they had those SDs rockets. I got them. You know, and you go in the backyard, you shoot them up, and they go up, I don't know, 25, 30 feet, and come back down, hit you in the head. And you don't do any model rocketing anymore. Well, I ran into a bunch of people yesterday who never got hit in the head. Uh, their rockets went up and the parachute went off and they landed. And the next thing you know, they're um, they're going out and they're getting bigger rockets and bigger rockets and bigger rockets to where they now uh, all get together and uh, meet up. They have this uh, Tripoli Club Model Rocket uh, Association. And they get on this thing. <laughs> and, uh, and and they go to the Bonneville Salt Flats. They go different places every year, and they meet up, and they launch these rockets that are, are scale models of uh, the, the the Gemini with the Saturn uh, booster rockets and uh, the Apollo. And uh, I, don't, I didn't see anybody with a shuttle, but I'm sure there was. But the Navy rockets, Air Force rockets. I mean, uh, I sat talked to some people. Some really nice people. Uh, some were from Denver. Some were originally from New Jersey. As a matter of fact, it was so funny. We're talking about New Jersey, and um, they, um, uh, you know, there's a U-Haul trailer. We're all talking. My friends from Jersey. They're from Jersey. We're all talking about New Jersey, New York, and uh, about 25, 30 feet in front of us is a U-Haul trailer. And on the U-Haul trailer, you know how they put the towns. Lake Hapatcong, New Jersey, is on the U-Haul trailer. wasn't associated with anybody. It's a small world, what I'm trying to say. And it was really groovy <clears throat> to get a little um, insight into the world of the people that do model rockets. It was really a, a, a fantastic hour that we spent there um, talking to these people and watching this sport. Now, they couldn't launch their rockets yesterday because there was a cloud cover. Right. I mean, these people pick the one day of the year it's raining in the desert. But they uh, so they couldn't send their rockets up because the rockets go 20,000 feet up. You know, and, and the FAA says, well, you can't because we got to keep the planes lower. And uh, but but a, a spectacular sport and a spectacular or a hobby, I should say, and a spectacular bunch of people doing it. I really had a lot of fun meeting them and talking to them and uh, them explaining to me a little bit about <clears throat> their sport, uh, their hobby, excuse me. So I got sports on the mind. It was trading deadline yesterday and football camp is opening. Anyway, so we now are coming back out of the soft flats, get back on the road. We took the truck. We took a nice ride with the truck. We put it on Facebook yesterday uh, out on the soft flats. And we get back to the sign and there is um couple of guys from the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, who uh, manages Bonneville, uh, and, and they're putting a new sign up. So, of course, you know, I see something like that. I got to get out and, uh, and, and, and kind of do the on-the-scene thing. So here's a little report from the Salt Flats yesterday. For racing enthusiasts, this is the mega. This, it's the, the 
place you want to go, the place you want to be on Speed Week. And right behind me, you can see the sign that says the Bonneville Salt Flats. Greg Breedlove set his uh, world speed record here. Every year Speed Week happens, but, but, there's always got to be a guy that's going to, a girl that's going to spoil a party, right? And that's exactly what happened here behind me. You see some people from the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, the people that let you boondock wherever you want, right? They got to put a new sign up because some, um, um, Cheech, as we say in Italian, some Cheech came by and said, you know what? That sign, or one like it, looks better in my garage or better in uh, someplace in my bar or something like that than it does up there, telling people that this is the Bonneville Soft Flat. So, somebody came along a few nights ago, chopped the locks off the sign, and there it goes. So, you have two guys up here now, and they are putting the sign up. It's a new sign, but it's an old sign. It's when it was up here before. You can see the uh, rocket-powered car on the top of it. And uh, it's a great sign. Hundreds of people come here a day and take their picture next to this sign. I came by when I came into the Salt Flats, and you, um, it, was, it wasn't there. It was just the, the frame of the sign. It was not that they took the sign, if you can believe that. They took the sign. You have to have a big truck to take that sign, I'm telling you. Anyway, there is a reward if you go into somebody that you know's house and the sign is hanging out there, give the Bureau of Land Management a call at West Valley, Utah office. And if you turn the person in, there's like a cash reward. Meanwhile, they'll be paying a lot of cash. It'll be the most expensive sign they ever bought. They could have taken a picture of it, taken it to a sign guy and had to make one for a quarter of the price of what the fine is. So these guys are putting the sign up, they're locking it in place. And, uh... And they're not fooling around, so... You have, uh... Again, you have somebody who's decided to steal something so that other people can't enjoy it. All right, we come back. We have our cartoon of the week. You're going to love it, this one. You will love this cartoon. So don't go anywhere. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York City on KKNW. Well, 56 is almost gone. Only three more days. We made a lot of friends, sold a lot of Chevrolet. But let's not wait till New Year's Eve at some time past 11. Let's go explore what lies in store for 1957. May 57 bring you all its best along the way. Good health, good friends, good times galore in your new Chevrolet. The big buy in the low price field will win in any test all point-by-point -point comparisons show Chevy leads the rest. May you enjoy the special air of springtime, clean and new. 
Enjoy it every bit as much inside your Chevy 2. The outside air can breeze right through this brand new intake vent, improving air supply as much as 22%. friends add to your happiness, and may days be filled with fun, and may you often have a chance to choose your favorite one. In Chevrolet you have a choice no other car can touch, five engines, five transmissions, only Chevy has so much. And may you reap the harvest of the highways across the land. And when again the end of one more year is close at hand, and you count all the good things that you've gained along the way, perhaps the best of all the rest will be your Chevrolet. And although our show is far from being over, on behalf of your authorized Chevrolet dealer, let me wish you a very happy New Year. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Like an orange, we would uh, play that uh, uh, New Year's thing because we had the Christmas Cup from Jack in a Box. So I'm, I'm sure that that's the reason uh, that we decided to uh, to do that. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I, I, I'm trying to, you know, sometimes you're doing this as uh, you go. And, um, you know, you, uh, you, you're trying to figure out how to share the screen. But unfortunately, I don't, I can't, I'm, I can sit here and figure that out or I can talk to you. Uh, all right, it's time now for the cartoon, our Saturday morning cartoon. I can't believe I'm talking so long here, but I am. Well, actually, we all can believe it, can't we? Um, uh, every week, we do a, a cartoon. We do a, a piece of music that has something to do with cars. Uh, whether it be written about a car, a car in a title, or uh, many different things. Usually it's uh, something that's written, that somebody has written about their car or about a situation that happens in their car, like beep beep last, uh, last week. This week, my good friend and our producer, Nathan. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Vinny. Uh, how are you, Nathan? I'm doing excellent. A little bit of a cloudy day over here, which is a bit of a change from all that sunny weather we've been having, but... Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe it can bring us some rain overnight. I hope so, man. Hope the rain that's here goes that way. I don't know if it, I don't know if it does or not, but it's definitely. Uh, I mean, we drove through a honking rainstorm yesterday. It was so rainy yesterday that all you know, some you know, when you go on a salt flat, you got to clean off the bottom of your car uh, of the salt. It was so rainy yesterday that I looked at the car last night when I got out of the car. And there was no rain. I uh, no uh, salt on the bottom. So, and I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's almost like the bottom of your car is white. You got to get it off because salt is not good for your car. Yeah, you just got yourself a free undercarriage wash. Uh, yeah, it, it's exactly what it was. So, all right, let's talk about uh, the song Silverado. You know the artist. Uh, it's a local uh, guy from Seattle. Uh, tell us a little bit about the song and the guy. Yeah, he's born and raised in a Seattle area. His name is Dylan Jacobson, and he's been maturing into a, really a breakthrough country artist. He's been going down to Nashville, but when I first started uh, seeing his shows and listening to his music, he was almost like a sort of Aaron Carter-type teen rock pop musician. But uh, eventually his uh, music started maturing into country, and he's really settled in. So 
as we know with country music, usually the two popular themes in the songs are girls and pickup trucks. Well, on his uh, first really full-length country album, because he did have one before, uh, which was an EP, but his first full-length country album, he had a song called Silverado, and singing about uh, his Silverado pickup truck and, you know, relating it to the girls. And some people have even gotten a theme where, or interpretation of the song, where it's more like the truck is really what's going to stick with you and always be your side. And then uh, some of the girls will, you know, start to fall away and you'll move on from them. But your pickup truck will always be by your side. The, so, the girls will come and go. But yep. the truck, until, until you until you crash in a cell, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. So this song, uh, like I said, is called Silverado. And it's by Dylan Jacobson. Nice, Nathan. Nice, I like that. That's a great tune, isn't it? Yeah, I, I you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to send it on to my friend uh, Shad down at the Shad Balch, who is uh, our guy at Chevrolet. I'm, I want to send that down to him and let him listen to it. Who knows? Maybe it'll wind up in a Chevy commercial all because of you. Yeah. And he'll have to call Dylan there and tell him to uh, spread the love a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're in a Silverado right now, too, aren't you? That's what you're driving. No, I'm not in a Silverado. No, no, no. Well, oh, no, you had one to be driving. I had Right. I had one that I drove last week. That was last week's vehicle. And um, I'll, I'll tell you the the, the, the greatest. I had the, um, uh, the uh, Silverado Duramax diesel. And one of the coolest things about the Duramax diesel besides its uh, towing power and uh, it's, you know, it's obvious uh, really cool things, including hotspot and everything like that, that you can do a lot of work uh, in this truck. It's built to work. It's got the plug in the bed and everything. So if you want to run your power tools, two really cool things. Number one, the coolest thing about the Silverado is that the seat, and, and this is one of my pet peeves with trucks, you know, the seat, the center of the seat goes up and it forms a bench seat. So you can ride three people in the front seat or you can stretch out on the front seat. Or if you have a, uh, a wide posterior, you can spread, you know, kind of man spread a little bit in the truck, kind of get that going. It's, it's, it's a great thing on that basis alone. It's a great truck, but, Chevrolet has this, and GM, uh, GMC have this tailgate. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the commercials where the people are going, no, 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 you know, marching with their tailgates up to Mecca or the pickup truck Mecca. <clears throat> and uh, the, the tailgate that uh, GM uses on the Chevrolet Silverado is <clears throat> you have the, the huge big tailgate. And you drop that down. There's a smaller piece inside. And you hit the button and you drop that down and you fold that down and you have a seat that you can sit on. You have a step to, to give you very easy access into the back of the truck, into the bed. You have a workbench that you can work on. The electric plug is right there. And, um, number of other things 
that you can do with this uh, with this tailgate. And it really, when when you um, when you look at a truck, you know, you look for durability, you look for reliability, but you look at how it can help you work better. And um, the Silverado, this PM uh, tailgate that comes on the Silverado is is one of the most valuable tools I've seen on a pickup truck. Um, I love, you know, every pickup truck has a particular uh, patented tool to it. The Ram has the boxes in the side uh, that also can act as coolers. If you, you know, you put ice in there, it'll, there's drain plugs in the bottom. Um, the, the Ford uh, electric, uh, uh, the, the hybrid Ford, uh, and of, of course, the upcoming uh, electric Ford has, you can run your house off of the truck when it, um, when it has a, uh, if there's a power blackout. Uh, but the Silverado, uh, that tailgate is, uh, is a practical tool that if you are using your pickup truck for work uh, and you're a carpenter or somebody who goes out and does uh, craftsman type work out in the street, it's, it's uh, I, I think it's the best tool out of them all, really because you can run your power tools uh, off the uh, electricity and then you can also work right there. You can set it up as a workbench. You can, and, and, and for me, um, it, it was just a really uh, a spectacular tailgate. And the best thing about it too was, you know, pickup trucks today are high. And when it's high to climb into it, to get something out of it, if, if something goes to the back uh, of the, or the front of the bed, I mean, uh, you know, me, I, I try to climb in that thing. I look like a fat guy rolling around in a, in a in mud. But with the Silverado, the way they have it set up, and Ford has it too, they have a, uh, a step that comes out, but you still have to high step up to the step. The Chevy Silverado truck uh, tailgate falls down low enough that if you have to step into it, if you have to get into the bed, it's a low step. You step on it and, it, and you get into the bed. So... Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff about the truck that is uh, really good. Uh, the Duramax diesel is reliable. It could have, I, I wish it had a little more power to it. It'll pull a house down. Uh, the acceleration can leave a little bit to be desired. The Ford um, definitely beats it in that category. But, uh, and the interior, you know, um, it's the same Chevy interior that's been around for a long time. I wish that uh, General Motors would uh, get with the, with the rest of the world and install these, uh, you know, if they're going to sell you a, a truck that you work with, uh, you know, they got to put the big screen in there so that you uh, can easily use a nav system. <clears throat> Many of these, of these trucks have them now. Uh, they're in the, uh, the SUVs. I mean, it's like you, you get into an SUV and it's like a movie theater in there. So um, the Chevy Silverado, uh, the one I drove was uh, 70, 78,000, I believe, the Duramax diesel. And uh, it's a good truck, sharp-looking truck, too big for America. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a huge truck. But if you are, uh, if you're looking for diesel power, if you're looking for a truck that will pull a lot, that will tow a lot, that will take your trailer or your boat or your uh you know, your, your heavy equipment somewhere. Uh, the, um, the Silverado uh, does a nice job for it in that class of truck. And uh, it's, it's without a doubt, um, 
one of the top trucks in the class. Uh, but again, when it comes down to these trucks, you know, it used to come down, down to more what you grew up with, you know, if you like. But in recent years, Dodge has really done a great job with the, with the Ram. Ford, obviously, is the best-selling truck. And Chevy really has, uh, has upped their game. Uh, with the interior of the Silverado, I need to up it a little bit more. Uh, but again, I've never bought a truck for an interior. Uh, I've bought a truck uh, uh, for functionality and for fun. Uh, you know, it doesn't work for me. Uh, when I do all of these reviews, I always try to I ask one question for all of these reviews that I do. Does the car or truck do what it's designed to do? Does it, does it, if you're looking for something in a vehicle, does that vehicle do that? Uh, if it's a sports car, does it give you pleasure? If it's a truck, does it make it easier for you to work? If it's a family car, does it, uh, does it contain your family safely? Is it easy to park? Is it easy for maybe one of your kids to drive? Uh, does, you know, what, what is it? How does it measure up to other cars in the class? That's, that's, always been my credo when I'm reviewing cars and the Chevy uh, Silverado pickup truck does that um, again uh, you know except uh, except for the interior he's a little he's a little punch up Ford has a beat I'm in this Ford F350 and and this interior I mean take a look at it and I know it's loaded with, with boxes and stuff like that back there from uh, my buddy but um, it's uh, it's functional it works it's comfortable. It's, uh, you know, it's nice. It's very nice. Um, so, I, I, again, it comes down to, uh, to preference, I, I think, you know, and functionality, what it does, if it does what it's supposed to do. All right. We will be on the road. You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, we'll be able to, uh, if you go to Facebook, my Facebook page, uh, you'll find the show. Now, I understand I didn't enable a screen um, sharing, so you could see the piece that I did um, from Salt Lake City. So I will uh, upload it to Facebook and to uh, YouTube so that if you want to go back and you want to look at it, see a little bit of the salt flats, <coughs> we'll get that done for you and get it done later today uh, as we're on the road. I want to get uh, get JD up and get him, uh, get him going. All right. Well, that will do it. We'll uh, see you next week uh, on Saturday morning as we move into August. Uh, and uh, of course, you can always find us at uh, Vinny at drivetime-radio.com or our Facebook page at um, uh, facebook.com slash New York Vinny or facebook.com slash drivetime radio uh, and TV. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be safe. We'll see you next week if the Lord's willing. And the creek don't rise. Have a good week.